Welcome, 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 everybody. Is that what the ladies say at church? I don't even know. What. You know how the ladies <laughs> at church do that? They oh, the, like, the announcement? Yeah, they be like, welcome, welcome, welcome. Is that what they say? I mean, you sound like it, so yeah. That's why I was glad I was turning into character, but I failed a little bit. Well, welcome everyone to episode <laughs> to episode four of the Not Carrie Bradshaw podcast. This is Jess and Nikki Lauren. Hey, 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 hey! You know, I wanted to start singing. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up, ladies? Where did that come in? What's up? What's up? I don't know. It's just been in my head all day. But anyway, you felt it in your spirit. I felt it in my spirit. But go ahead with your fashion tip. Yes, as you all know. We start this show off with a fashion tip. So this is something I I learned a while ago when I wrote this piece about um, how to shop for the perfect handbag. Mm-hmm. And apparently, and I have seen this acted out like in real life, and it does make a difference. Okay. You are supposed to carry a handbag that is the opposite of your body shape. So what I'm supposed to carry? So, <laughs> why would you ask the question like that? So, like, since we're curvy, mm-hmm. we should carry something that's very structured and, like, geometric shaped. Like, a Celine would look really good. Or okay. a rectangular clutch because it balances out your body shape. So, no hobo. So, you I should not a carry hobo a hobo okay. because you're curvy. But if you're someone who's, like, thin with a more wayfish figure, mm-hmm. you can balance out your look by carrying, yes, like, a backpack or, like, a... A backpack? You know how pe- you haven't seen people with a cute like, seen- like a drawstring rather. I hate those. You you hate like a drawstring. Oh my god. Is, uh, I think a drawstring bag is so cute. I'm like, what are we in fifth grade? That's here? what I think. I kind of like the nostalgia of it. Mm-hmm. I think that they can be very cute, like a bucket drawstring. Oh my god, I think they're so cute. Anyway, uh, that's our very brief fashion tip for this week. I'm gonna go buy me a bag tomorrow. Can you buy me one too? Yeah, what do you want? I don't, oh my God, I don't know. Don't put me on the spot like this. I want a Chanel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to say it as if it is so. Yeah, touch and agree. Touch and agree. Receive it. Um, And I, I say this because I see so many girls with the exact same bags. Like, mm-hmm. the girls love a Neverfull. Yeah, I like a Neverfull. No, see, no shade. I know you don't like it. I don't dislike a Neverfull. It's just typical. I actually like the Givenchy one. Oh, my God, same. yes. Yeah, like, that one is better. But that's for, like, you know, the, the step up. But I think I think that I actually really like the Saint Laurent. That's a good one. I really love that bag. Oh, my God. My old co-worker, she went to China. This is so off subject, but she went to China, and she her friend works in, like, I don't know, fucking Neiman Marcus or something in China. 50% off. <gasps> the, um, the Saint Laurent. Oh my gosh. I love that bag so much. I guess I just feel like I want people to explore things outside of the Neverfull. That's my Mm -hmm. thing. It's like, I think we get very wrapped up in whatever we see a certain celebrity carry or whatever we hear about in a song. And it's just like, there's more to handbags than a Neverfull or a Gucci or even outside of like the high-end name brands that you know of. Mm -hmm. Like I stand by that Rebecca Minkoff has really cute handbags but and she's not cheap she has very nice leather handbags but people always kind of want like that they want a name they want the label yeah and like and I get it I feel like they're aspirational pieces of course like at some point in my life I want a Birkin bag but I just also want people to know that there's more to handbags than what you always see 
So that's the fashion tip for this week. We want to jump right in to dive right in. What is dive right in? I don't know. I thought you were gonna sing the Trey song. What song? I'm about to dive in. And you know, I, I do not like too, him, but you know I how I feel about. It. I think I'm the only woman who doesn't see it for Trey songs. Yeah, I, I ain't fucking with him like that. Yeah, like I don't feel that that tickle. Like that, my homegirl. What's up, Jiggy? She loves. I don't Trey see songs. it. Oh, well. I don't see the appeal. Anyway, so this next segment, we just want to touch a bit on Insecure because we did not discuss it last week. And we had some listeners requests that we touch on, um, not this past episode, but the previous one wherein Molly discovers that, oops, spoiler alert, <laughs> um, Molly discovers that like her father cheated on her mom and she is considering sleeping with her married friend. She's Rose. doing the most. The call a spade a spade. I think that this episode should have just been titled Making Shitty Decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so first off, first question, how do you feel about open relationships? I think it depends on the couple. I think if that works for you and what you want, then you should go for it. Like, I have a friend who is recently divorced and... She's dating and she doesn't want to be tied down. And she she likes some of the guys that she's dating. And but she also she wants options. And so I said, I said to her, I was about to say her name. I said, I think you want an open relationship because you you like to date and you really, really like these guys. But you don't necessarily want to be tied down. And she was like, you might be right. So I think it depends on the person. Like, see, I'm too, I am not that girl. That to me sounds like she just wants to keep dating. But she wants them when she wants them. Like, you know, like she just, she wants certain privileges. It's almost kind of like how niggas do. It's like, I want you when I want you. And when I'm ready to go have fun with someone else, I'm going to do that. And I expect you to be here when I get back. Okay, here's, here's my thing. I do agree that it varies by couple. I don't think any two people should feel obligated to pursue their relationship according to anyone else's standards. Mm -hmm. I think everybody has to individually find what works for them in their relationship. Right. However, I think that when you say an open relationship, I don't look at it as meaning. I think that there's levels maybe within it. I don't think that it necessarily means you can go screw whoever you want to screw and I'm going to go screw whoever I want to screw, but we're always going to come home to each other. Mm-hmm. I think that it just kind of means we are open with each other. And I feel like my friend Meredith brought this up to me a long time ago. Like these days, we don't look at relationships in a very realistic way we don't go into relationships having a conversation about certain things that really should be discussed namely infidelity like how do you feel about cheating everyone goes into a relationship just blindly assuming you know not to do this right but there's never a real like conversation And I think that that's a lot of times because nobody wants to actually hear what the other person might say. Mm -hmm. Because I think that a lot of women might feel like if you have that conversation, if you open that door, then that means he's just going to go screw anything with a pussy and a pulse. I just don't think that's true. I think that being open just means that if you feel like you want to stray, you can come and talk to me about it. If I feel like I want to stray, I can come and talk to you about it. I think that it means like open dialogue. We're not going to have 
a dark area of our relationship. No. That's what I think that it is. For me, I think an open relationship, when, when people put that title on top of their... No, I think there are levels to it. I think that at some point, everybody should have a level mm-hmm. or some extent of openness. I don't think that you should create a, an environment or a relationship where your husband, your significant other is afraid of you or is afraid to tell you what they're experiencing. I think that that's what leads to infidelity is the person having certain feelings that they cannot express to you because they're too afraid of what you'll do. Well, see, for me, I think that that's just a good relationship when you can speak to your significant other about anything. You know, I I feel like that's the, the premise, the basis of a good relationship. For me, when you put an open relationship on it, that means that we are open to sleep with other people, date other people, but we come home at night. We discuss it. For what you said for me is what any relationship should be it should always should be, be should be mm-hmm. but a lot of people do not have that conversation but like you would be surprised i think that is just a common thing that should be with relationships i don't think that's something that comes with like the title of open relationships by definition i think but even on the did you watch the after show oh my god you know my memory is so bad okay calm down girl there? girl calm down it was the guy drill the guy who plays Joe, the married friend. Yes, and yes, he was saying yes. that he was in an open relationship and he was like, everybody, there's a very common misconception mm-hmm. that people think it means that both parties are just going out and having these sexual adventures and it's not a thing. And he was like, if anything, that makes you want to cheat less mm-hmm. because there is, I think that people definitely cheat for different reasons, but for some people, if there is no secrecy to it, there's no thrill to it, mm-hmm. it makes some people not want to do it. So again, like it is different strokes for different folks, pun intended. But <laughs> I just, I think that people should in general be more open about their relationships. I think that having an open relationship just means if you fuck up or if I fuck up, we're not going to allow that to ruin our relationship. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Okay. I don't think that it means we're married, but we are both just going to go and have these side pieces. Now, are you someone that can forgive that? I think that if you cheat, if you cheated Mm -hmm. and you come and you're honest about it, I fucked up. I want to work through this. I, I had an indiscretion. I think that's something I could move past. If you are a cheater, you don't need to be married or you need to be married to somebody who is open to being like like a swinger i think that there's a difference between having an open relationship and being swingers that to me is what when people say open relationship and maybe i need to look at like a very specific definition Mm -hmm. but i feel like there's a huge difference between being a swinger and being in an open relationship i feel like swinging is just like you just out here for everybody i feel like that's what a lot of people think an open relationship is I don't think you're out there for everyone when you're in an open relationship. Now, okay, let me ask you this. Because when you're swinging, you're bringing someone else into the relationship. Not always. I thought that was the definition of It's like you you can swap it out. I thought it was like, okay, listen, honey, I met this guy or honey, I met this girl and I want her to come over and we're going to have a party and she's going to stay for the weekend and then we send her home. See, I don't think so. I don't think that that's what it is all the time. Mm-hmm. Maybe we need to look up some definitions. <laughs> Can y'all tell us what swinging Right. Tell us what swinging... Well, we can't just Google it later. But I feel like swinging just means like we swap it out. 
like you you can sleep with my husband and then I'll sleep with yours like I don't think that it means like we're having threesomes all the time no? okay so so you know when you like go to like swingers clubs well when I've you go been. to swingers clubs <laughs> you go to swingers no, I don't go to swingers clubs is this something you're confessing to me and our listeners okay listen I have never been to a swingers club but okay so you know the movie with Carrie Hilton and Oh, I I heard about it. I did not watch it. So I think they were in an open relationship, but I don't think that maybe they were swingers. I don't know. I'm just trying to think about people that I know that have been to swingers clubs, right? See, I know people that have gone to swingers clubs and I have a friend who her and her significant other go to these clubs because it turns him on to Mm -hmm. see her with other men. See, I don't think I know. Like, I know my mom's coworker has told her stories about going to that kind of stuff. But I, I don't think I know anyone like as close as Whitney. Yeah, like I, and it, but it was always I couldn't quite wrap my mind around it because he was very jealous. Mm-hmm. Just like in regular everyday life, he was just like wouldn't want her to be around certain dudes that he wouldn't just come out and admit he thought the dude was more attractive than than he was. Oh, damn. But then he would also want to see her in sexual situations with other men. So I was just like, this does not make sense to me. That's weird. I thought it, I don't like to call anybody's proclivities weird. It was just very different and I could not understand that. That's interesting. That, okay. That's what it is. It's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting because I don't understand how you could, I'm, we're getting off topic here, but I don't understand how you can get jealous of a guy finding your woman attractive, but then you want to see her in the act with right. someone else. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's a thing of like he gets to choose. I don't know because I I didn't want her to feel like she's being judged as she was telling me this. It was like a oh okay, well that is a thing that happens in your life. Cool for you. Um, but jumping back. To your initial question, I do think that I could forgive an infidelity, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know that I can be with someone who's not capable of being faithful. Yeah, same here. Yeah. So when I say I could understand being open, I feel like on the one hand, I don't want it to be this thing where we're just giving up on people's ability to be faithful. But I also don't want us to ignore the fact that life is long and sometimes life gets hard and sometimes things happen. Mm-hmm. So... Again, different strokes for different folks. But for me, being someone who is not married, has not been in a significant relationship for a while, I think it's something that I could forgive and move past if you were honest about it. If you still in some way honored our commitment by Mm -hmm. telling me what happened and wanting to work through it. But if you are a compulsive, a chronic cheater, you just out here, you don't need to be married or at least you don't need to be married to me. You should find someone who's down with that. So what are your non-negotiables? Like, God forbid this happens to you in your next relationship. But like, what are non-negotiables? How many times do you say, okay, I forgive you? See, I don't know. I'm so far removed from having my like heart involved with someone in a very serious way Mm -hmm. that it's very hard for me to answer that question. I just I have not been in that space with someone in so long that Mm -hmm. it's difficult for me to say what I would, could, should do. So that's why I try not to be very judgmental because it's like I ain't been in that space in a minute. But just from right here. It's difficult. Like, you know, like when your homegirl calls you and it's just like, Damn, bitch, we talking about this again? Yeah, it's like if he... Okay, I know a person who the entire time that I've known him, I've never known him to be faithful to anyone he's ever been with, right? Mm -hmm. So the person that he's with now, I think that she just kind of turns a blind eye to him gallivanting and doing whatever because he's, quote unquote, really good to her. 
okay, so what if you're in a relationship, right? And like your guy's been cheating on you, but you guys have been together for a long time. And, you know, financially it works out. Like it makes sense, but you guys have totally like checked out, right? And both parties start cheating. I don't believe in the whole time thing. To me, time is not a factor. To me, time is a sunk cost. Financially, like if it's like financially, like if you guys have invested in things and you know you're making money together and so like on girls trip yeah 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 see that to me you're just but she wasn't checked out she was still that yeah i to me that's emotional abuse that's that's someone preying on your love for them and that's not that's not a real bond that's not if we've both checked out emotionally Mm -hmm. there's nothing here i could give a shit about finances and maybe because like i've been broke Cause I feel like older, and I shouldn't like just say white people, but I feel like I see that a lot with older white men and their wives. Yeah, it's but like that's they're not both checked out, and they're right. just here because okay, because we it's got convenient. Two kids and see, we kids to me, kids is different. To me, kids is different. I I understand if you build a life with someone. I don't believe in people staying with a person just because they have children because I think that you could do more damage to your kids by Mm -hmm. having them witness front row an unhealthy relationship which is why I think and obviously we haven't delved very much into Molly's parents as characters oh my god we have not talked about Molly this whole time right (laughs) but I think that that could be why her mom chose to take her dad back because it's like we have a life together yeah 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 finances I don't want to put too much on that but if it's in terms of we have a life together we've created lives together is this something we want to give up if y'all have both checked out emotionally y'all both need to actually leave emotionally finances should not that's why I'm not opposed to prenups but I do not want to be held hostage in a relationship because of finances yeah but let me ask you this do you think Molly had the right to get mad I don't think that was any of her business it wasn't her business but what I think she was actually mad about was that everything that she has made an ideal marriage out to be was being shattered in that moment Mm -hmm. she was modeling her desires for a marriage after her parents marriage because you remember she was just like damn does anybody have marriage like my parents anymore and it's like we attribute all these different characteristics to our parents relationships we fill in the blanks Mm -hmm. we don't know shit and we also don't allow our parents to be human and in that moment her parents became very human to her Mm -hmm. I think that's what her reaction was I think it was like you saw your dad as a man and you saw your mom as a woman and you started to question everything you thought you knew about them as parents but then seeing them be people at the same time but you know what for me like I it's so difficult because like it's the same thing with like social media how you see people on social media and you're like oh you know they're doing this or they appear to be doing a certain thing and then it's like you get the real and it's like she ain't doing shit right it's like well damn like how much of it do I really want to be exposed to like do I really want this to do I want my parents to be humanized like do I want to know the real or do I want to just stay in this fantasy bubble like I think for me one of the best things that happened in my life was when I learned to see my mom as a woman it made me appreciate her so much more I I always loved my mom as my Mm -hmm. mom of course but I have a new level of respect and appreciation for her after realizing that she is a human person. Mm-hmm. And 
thinking about the fact that I could not possibly be or do what my mom did at my age. There's no fucking way. So I think one of the best things you can do in terms of like getting that advice and stuff from your mom or from your dad is to see them as a human person. So do you you think um, by Molly seeing or hearing or, you know, it being revealed to Molly that, you know, her daddy cheated or whatever, that triggered her to go ahead and move forward with this, having sex with her. uh, Yeah, I think she completely gave up. I think that she was like, shit, real love doesn't exist in the way that I thought that it did. So I'm just going to do whatever. Mm -hmm. But then I also, I know we're going a little bit over time, but I have to say Issa pissed me off so much. And I think that it may be because I'm jealous of how, okay, Daniel is obviously like here for Issa's party uh-huh. like he is RSVPing attending to Issa <laughs> no plus one no plus ones meanwhile Issa is marking a maybe to his <laughs> and I'm just so frustrated with her trying so hard to commit to this quote-unquote whole life and it's like it doesn't seem that this is what you actually want to do and I get irritated with girls who become you know who taught me this phrase your cousin Ashley girls who try to become hard body like you try to be so hard you try to act so I'm not emotionally involved Mm -hmm. but it's like at your core that's not even really really you I think 90% of women are like that yeah, but it, like, who are you helping? Like, no, you're hurting it's, it's yourself. Facade. You're trying to like build yourself. It's ego. It all it is, is ego. It's yeah. Like, you know what? I'm really hurt by Lawrence. I really do want Lawrence back. But you know what? Fuck it. That nigga ain't showing me no attention. I'm gonna be out here and do my whole phase and um, treat this guy that's giving me attention, that's clearly here for me, and just like try to like diminish this whole thing and make it seem like, oh, you know what? I'm a bad bitch. No, you're not. Right. And I had to. I think that I. Could kind of reevaluated like have I ever done that to somebody in life like have I ever treated somebody the way that she treated Daniel but it wasn't a person that I was into I think she likes Daniel but mm-hmm. she knows she wants to be with Lawrence and it's like just wait until those feelings subside don't hurt people That's hurt people I get it but at the same time I think that because I've grown very comfortable in my solitude it's nothing to me anymore to be like well I should really take some time and do some thinking here so I don't understand when people don't do that but you know it's like I have I have a lot of girlfriends who date like literally like break up with one person on to the next break oh up me with one too on to the next and I think it's important to kind of have that time however I've had too much time. Oh yeah, <laughs> we have we have stayed at this party too long. Way too long. Um, so yeah, I think it's important to kind of step back and say, okay, let me see how it is to be single. However, Issa tripping. Issa is on some bullshit, and then but that's indicative to her character, you know, like that's it what is. she is awkward girl. And, and that, you know what? And I respect the character, but you also can't help but watch it and low key like scream at your tv like bitch what are you doing because it's like you start to put yourself like in these stories you insert yourself and i think that's the beauty of the show yeah that it's so relatable that you can insert yourself into certain places with certain characters and i think that that's a really good thing but you also get like real irritated and i also just to close out this segment (laughs) because we went on a bit i want to shout out lawrence for giving us an idea of how to pick up a dude let's just go hang out at whole foods and offer to buy guys things and then maybe we'll get some action 
Nah, I ain't buying nobody nothing in the Whole Foods. Because first of all, if I got to buy my groceries and your groceries, nigga, that's $500. Nikki, I was literally going to say $500 off real. (laughs) Bye. So, uh, guys, write us. Let us know your thoughts on Insecure. And somebody didn't do their homework, so they didn't watch this past weekend's episode of Insecure. So if you guys want to write in and let us know your thoughts on this past episode. Somebody didn't do their homework. Shut up. You're such a bully. I can't live like this. Podcast over. I'm just playing. Okay, guys, we'll be back in a bit. So we are now at our social media topics segment. Why is so wholesome and I you know I'm always excited to discuss these things with you, especially because I hold back for like a full ass week so that it can be fresh for the show. <laughs> so I'm always like devilishly excited. Like I wish y'all could see her. I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm excited. <laughs> come on, come on with it. Okay, so Nikki Lauren. Jessica. Same government then. Almost. Anyway, so we've both been seeing this meme on Soch. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to read the meme? No, I'll let you read it. Uh, fine. So there's this meme that's been floating around Soch for what, like two two weeks? Maybe like a month now. Oh yeah, dang, time just be flying by. So there's this meme that basically just says black women be wanting to stop and cry so badly, but there's shit to do. So problematic. So problematic. Y'all gotta stop. Y'all have gotta stop with this. But then it got worse because it was basically almost kind of punctuated with um, a video that's been floating around. It's been like reposted by a bunch of people and we're gonna let you guys listen to it right here. Five minutes to pop. But after that, step back like a girl. You got five minutes to pop and after that you're gonna have to keep a guess. your perspective on this because you and I are basically two sides of the same coin like Mm -hmm. we're very much the same person but you're much more like insensitive and I'm like hypersensitive so I I need to hear what you think about this okay so going back to the the first meme about black women be wanting to stop and cry but we got shit to do ladies it is okay to stop and cry I cry all the time and I don't have a problem with it, but I also know how to get my shit done. I know how to get work done and I'm not going to stop like being a quote unquote woman so that I can be more like a man. That doesn't make sense to me. And then this lady is out here talking about like, this is what we're calling a boss these days now. Okay, guys, you know, you only got five minutes to express yourself and then you got to go back to being some hard ass some tough ass some somebody that cannot connect with their emotions do you know how damaging that is 
That is a problem. No, I I find this entire concept so toxic. And so the internalized misogyny associated with a woman saying that they're acting like a girl. I'm sorry, but even if you want to start talking about the physical aspects of being a woman, if you have cramps like I have cramps for you to even get out of the bed and go do anything. I don't mind acting like a girl. To me, that means women have the strength of of a thousand men like we have. Physically, we have a higher threshold for pain. But if you're talking about emotionally, why the fuck would you conflate those two things? Being Mm -hmm. a man and being able to somehow operate better business-wise. That fucks... I can't with that. Here's the thing. Now, I could semi-see where she was coming from, but her choice of words were so poor exactly it's it's the way she worded it i get it i think that there is a time and a place for everything and no you shouldn't be at your desk breaking down and crying Mm -hmm. absolutely not but number one that doesn't mean you're acting like a girl that means that you're being a human person and i don't like when people assign a gender to being a human person right because if you have to cry like you know i think that's a it's a maturity thing you know like maybe when you're in high school you may not know how to process certain things but when you're 25 years old you can process that and sit at your desk and know how to act like a normal person without crying and breaking down it's nothing wrong with it it's just a maturity thing you can't break it down to like oh don't be a girl be more like a man that sounds crazy to me right it's like you're equating emotional strength or emotional maturity with a man which i find hilarious because we all know that as a standard dudes are not that well equipped to properly process their emotions in a way that's healthy Mm -hmm. and them constantly doing what she's talking about doing shoving down their emotions not acknowledging them not processing them is what leads them to manifesting those things in these really horrible ways and that's why thank you that's why you end up getting like street harassed that's where street harassment comes from because dudes have not been properly taught how to process their emotions not your feminine side not that there is no gender to being a human person with feelings it's okay to have feelings it's the way you process them and the way you act upon them that makes a difference but to be out here telling women don't act like a girl it's shit to do you ain't got time to cry fuck that you're a human person and i honestly think that if more men were encouraged to acknowledge and assess their feelings things would be different so i especially think that it's super damaging to have women preaching this to other women it's crazy especially the amount of influence that she has and the people that are reposting it is like they they think that that's the boss mentality and for me it's just i don't even know what the fuck boss mentality means don't get me started on the overuse of the word boss like that just sucks with me in a whole other way but i think about the fact my nine to five job the man who owns the company i'm not even going to get into that but i don't think that it's always this very healthy thing to have a super business mind where you you try to treat yourself like a machine it's one thing to compartmentalize but when you say oh i'm not doing that from this you're not a machine you don't even have the control or the awareness to even do that and i feel like 
you burn yourself out you when burn you do yourself that. Out. And even what she was saying, like, oh, well, you got five minutes to cry. But what if you got more than five minutes built up inside of you? That's like, what I'm saying. You're going to go into freaking cardiac arrest. Your hair going to start falling out. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, <gasps> Nikki, is this why bitches ain't got no edges? Ooh. We cracked the code. This is why these hoes ain't got no edges. And they walking around with these bad weaves. Because <gasps> they're not processing Save your edges. Cry if you need to. Cry if you need to. Ooh, uh, that's, that's it right there. My heart right now, because you know how I feel about edges. Oh, my goodness. I just want you guys to be okay with a cry. If you got to go to the bathroom many a time when I was interning at Oscar de la Renta, Remember I told you about how that girl got in my face? Mm -hmm. And I just, like, visualized myself just, like, going to Rikers Island, like, that day. I had to take a moment to go into the hallway and cry, not out of sadness, mm -hmm. but out of anger. And that's another thing, being a person who's a crier. I feel like a lot of times people mistake my tears for a me weakness. being like sad or weak. And it's just like these tears are what's saving you right now from me beating the dog shit out of you. Mm -hmm. I'm crying because I'm so angry that I can't kick your ass. Yeah, I yeah. still have to work on my emotional maturity because my first instinct is to kick your ass. And I don't want to do that because I would not do well in jail. Could you imagine? Honey, no. Honey, no. Maybe that's when you apply her with this lady saying, don't be a girl <laughs> when in jail. Because this is the same one that just got out of jail. Oh my goodness, what? Yeah, she was in jail. I'll tell you. Can I tell them who it is? I don't think we should. We can I, talk about it offline. All right, y'all send me a DM. I'll let y'all know who it is. I just don't want to call nobody out. Well, I, mean, I guess we are calling it's, her it's out. out. It's out. It's in the it's in the, the ether. The ether. It's I on mean, the net. It's on the net. On the internet. Plural. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this is unhealthy, and I just don't want women thinking that in order to get ahead, in order to be a quote unquote boss, in order to be an entrepreneur, in order to succeed at your career, that you have to turn yourself into a machine. You this, have to be a man. That you have to be a man. No, I think you need, it's maturity. You have to know when and where to do things. And I think you have to, it's okay to let things out. It's okay. If you PMS, it's okay to PMS. Yeah, you know? like that's a real thing. It's a physical thing. It is a real thing. If you have a problem, don't be afraid to address it. Speak up for yourself. Is that being a girl? If you speak up for yourself? I just don't think something? so. I don't, I don't think so. I that's, I, that is why women make significantly more or significantly less than men. Because we don't speak up enough. Because we don't speak up. Because we let her tell it being girls. Right. I'm, I'm never going to co-sign that. I fully understand where she was going. And initially I was like, hell yeah. But then I was like, Ooh, wait. Her choice of words. Yeah. And that's so important, especially when you have that much influence and you have that many followers. You have to be mindful of your words and how you say things. You cannot be out here just shooting the shit and saying things because people are watching young girls are watching and they are aspiring to that and they're thinking like oh that's what i gotta do this is how right. i make it oh okay you know what is so interesting and this brings to mind a conversation that i was having once at a friend's house it was a party it was either memorial day weekend or labor day weekend i always mix the two up like in my memory mm -hmm. one of them summer holidays where you cook out and can shit. you wear white is it that one you know I don't follow that rule. I say wear white whenever I can want to. <laughs> well, 
Labor Day is coming up. So was it this time of the year? It don't matter. It was a summer holiday wherein you cook out and it wasn't the 4th of July. It so was it was either the beginning or the end. Anyway, so we're at this friend's house. There's a bunch of us and somebody posed the question, should a woman offer to pay for a first date? I was like, hell no. Hell to the no, no. I wish y'all could see Nikki's face. And there there were some girls there who were just like, I'm saying, I'm a boss. I don't mind. What's $80? What's it? Bitch, that's $80 more dollars that I got that I didn't have. What are you talking about? Furthermore, again, I say this again. You men make significantly more than us. Why Thank do you. I have to dig into my pocket, huh? Thank you. I, that's factual. But they were, they were, I say that in this conversation because they kept trying to say I'm not really trying to like get emotional on no first date I could be going into this for a business deal and it's just like y'all have to stop with this love and hip hop Atlanta vision of what business is what a business woman is what Mm -hmm. a boss all that stuff it was so upsetting and confusing I was just like my god like at what point at what point are you going to allow yourself to be a woman to yeah. be pursued. To utilize that and get what you want from being a woman. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're saying don't act like a girl or don't act like a woman. So you basically want us all to become like men. So then, well, where does the quote unquote woman shit come in? When do you get to be soft? When do you get to be vulnerable? When do you get to be compassionate? If you're constantly telling women, like, you need to be more like a man. But even that's still kind of problematic. Like, that's not to say that men aren't soft or right. men aren't exactly. compassionate. Yeah. You know? It's like, what is your reference here? Right. What is the reference? What is a man to you? Now, that's a question. That's a question that I think many people need to assess. Yeah. Within themselves and outside of it. Like, what do you think it means to be a man and stop making it seem like they are superior because you think that they don't have feelings? Not having feelings does not make you superior. It makes you inhumane. It makes your ass crazy. It does make you crazy. So that's my social media gripe. Oh, my God. How, how do we get this to these people? I don't know. I think that they're happy living the way they live. I think they're happy being on edge and always pretending like they're much more busy than they actually are because nine to five is, let me tell you something, if between the hours of nine to five, I want to go get a manicure or take a nap or go to the gym or whatever woman shit, self-care shit, whatever I want to do, I'm going to do it. Yeah. There have been many a days where I've been at work and then white people done got on my goddamn nerves. And I've been like, um, I'm going to take an early lunch. And I have gone down the street and got a mani, a petty, and a massage and went back to work. That does not make me a girl. That makes me a human person who knows how to take care of myself. Right. Yeah. It makes you a human person. I think you have to realize what your strengths are, what you're good at, what you're bad at. I just started reading um, Girl Boss. And literally, like, the first three pages, she's saying, like, you know what? I started this company. I was the CEO. When I first started as CEO, I was the one creating shipping labels. And, you know, my business grew. And then I started being the person that had to hire people. Then I started being the person that had to sit in board meetings and things like that. So I think you have to know where you are, understand your strengths and weaknesses, and even 
something like on page four or something like that. And she's like, I knew that I was not a good CEO, even though I birthed this company, I'm not a good CEO. And I knew that I had to pass that off to someone else. So you have to understand what you're good at, understand what you're bad at, love it, make it work for you and prosper. That doesn't mean that you got to be a man to do that. No, exactly. And if we're talking about lessons learned with regard to business, I definitely think that in the past couple of months, something that I've learned um, in terms of being a good quote unquote businesswoman is learning how to trust myself. Yeah. Learning how to make the tough decisions, because I think that I in the past have relied too much on my advisors to tell me what I should do. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, I have to be confident enough in making those decisions on my own. This is what it means to be a boss, to evaluate what you are actually good at, to delegate, to manage, to assign tasks. Being a business owner, an entrepreneur, or even if you work for someone else, being successful in anything, it means assessing yourself and knowing what you can contribute. Absolutely. It's not about pretending to be something that you're not. You yeah. can, that's not even sustainable. Most of us are going to work for 40 years of our lives. You need to do something that is sustainable for you mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, financially, professionally. How long do you think that you can sustain pretending not to have feelings 40 hours out of the week? How long? And more than that, if you're a CEO, more than that, if you're an entrepreneur, more mm -hmm. than that, if you're a creative like me, who also has a nine to five. Yeah. I'm not going to damage myself like that for anybody. If you need to take a personal day and you're privileged enough to have PTO, take a fucking personal day. That don't mean that you're acting like a woman. You're a human person who has the right to acknowledge and process and work through your fears, work through what you perceive to be your weaknesses. Mm -hmm. But there is no gender and I feel like I did that a bit speaking previously. There's no gender to emotions. Mm -hmm. People have emotions. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. That's good. And so I think if we could create some kind of, uh, I don't know, some task force to tell these people, because I'm sick of it. I'm sick of people living these lies. I'm sorry. And just being out here, just being stupid. And spewing bullshit based on nothing. Based on nothing. I'm sick of it. It is okay to be yourself. It is okay to go through the process and, you know, go through a journey that is unplanned, that you had no idea was going to happen. Well, that's and what we did. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but I moved to New York just knowing that I was going to be a student, but I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do after I graduated. Exactly. Does that make you a man because you didn't have a plan? Or not to say you didn't have a plan, but because, like, you just you weren't sure no yeah it just makes me a human person i'm a human person and you just went through the process and you dealt with it as it came right i'm very proud of us i just want to say and that's now that's another thing that i will say that women should take from men because women are not socialized to brag about themselves at all mm -hmm. like we're not socialized to talk about our strengths because you're supposed to be demure and shy and, and quote unquote humble, which is why I find that song problematic. And that's why men nine times out of 10 make, well, don't, I'm not going to falsely quote a <laughs> statistic, but that is why a lot of times men do get raises because they know how to sell themselves. Mm -hmm. They know how to speak to what they've done and what they've contributed. Now that's some shit that you can do. That's some shit that you can do, but then it goes right back to what she was saying. Don't be a girl. What the fuck does that mean? I really have a problem with her I, I have a problem with it, too. There's nothing wrong with being a girl. There's nothing wrong with being a woman. I find so much joy in it. Yeah. 
Oh, shame on you, lady. Shame, shame, shame. shame. <laughs> we need a bill just to walk through the sh- shame. Shame. To all only. internalized misogynists. <laughs> Listen, only Game of Thrones uh, fans will get it if you're watching, if you're listening. I'm I said, sorry. I said, girl, we being filled. <laughs> Look at like this. Live. <laughs> only uh, GOT people will get it. Um, okay, so guys, let us know your thoughts. Comment on SoundCloud. Email us at ncbpodcast at gmail.com. We want to know your thoughts. What are your tips for being an actual boss? What do you think about acting like a girl? We want to hear from you. What do you think about the meme? Let us know. And shout out to everyone that always hits us up in comments. We so see you and we appreciate you. <laughs> and now the moment you've all been waiting for. Sit your ass down. It's the time in the week where we just take a moment to tell someone to sit their ass down for being an annoyance, um, a pest, maybe a misogynist, maybe a racist, maybe an all-around dickhead. I don't know. Or maybe just a non-mother-effing factor. (gasps) She is a non-mother-effing factor. Mm. Legit. So this week... I really just want Taylor Swift to cut the shit. Cut the fucking shit. I am so tired of this woman being like a perpetual non-ending victim. So this week she released a video and a song. The irony of the title. Look what you made me do. Bitch. Who made you do it? And she tried to... The thing is, in the video, she has all these different skits where now I think that she's trying to embark on her, like, bad girl phase. And it's like, well, first of all, you're a bit old to be trying to, to, to start that. you. You need more people, okay? Yeah. That's number one. This whole, the old Taylor Swift is dead. She was dead to us a long time ago. Girl, she was a fucking stillborn, if you ask me. My goodness, Nikki. Ugh. <laughs> you made that. I don't like her. No, I don't either. But in the video, she has these different skits where you can tell she's throwing shots at Katy Perry. I still don't know or give a fuck about what the source of that beef is. I don't care. She's taking shots at Kim Kardashian. Of course, she's still playing up the victimization of the whole Kanye West thing. Why? Why is she doing that? Because it's profitable for her. But why? She looks stupid. Okay, here's the gitch gotcha. What's the gotcha gotcha? Because at the end of the video... She dresses up as herself in every phase of her career. Career, And she's trying to act as if she's in on the joke of all the things people say about her in terms she's of her. So lame. Yeah, in terms of her being like pretend shocked at every award that she wins, in terms of being a snake, in terms of being a victim. She's trying to poke fun at all the things people are saying about her and trying to be like kind of self-deprecating so you can tell her and Lena Dunham are friends because they live for that self-deprecating shit. But we can smell bullshit from a mile away. You're not in on the joke. You are the joke. Right. And so it's like you're... This woman on L wrote a very good piece about it, but it's like you've built your career off of being a victim and now you're trying to poke fun at the fact that we all caught on to what you're doing and you're trying to act like you're... It's like the Rihanna good girl gone bad phase mm-hmm. when like we met the real Rihanna, but it was authentic. Yeah. This is just giving me Miley Cyrus, I want to be in hip hop. This is giving me, oh, let me try to revamp my image. Like, girl, you 
30. Sit your ass down. Sit your ass down. Like, don't nobody care. Like, so what's next? Because everybody's making fun of her. She's still going to be the goddamn victim. And what's the next video going to be? Her making fun of this video? Yeah. Ugh. Basically. What what was really upsetting to people was that she had a scene that looked very reminiscent of the Southern Gothic vibe that Beyonce had in the Lemonade video. Wait. Yeah. The memes that came out of that were a blessing. Shot. Hallelujah. They, they were, were a blessing. So they were so good. Black Twitter came through. Um, but it was interesting because this writer on Elle, she was like drawing these parallels between Lemonade, which was a really beautiful exploration of Black womanhood, Black feminism, the mm-hmm. experience of being a celebrity of being a wife of being a mother of losing children it was like this beautiful display of things that so many of us have experienced that no one has really given us centered us in mm-hmm. and then taylor swift comes out with this poppy i'm a victim girl you ain't no damn feel victim. bad for me i date a bunch of different dudes and then i make them out to be the assholes and i profit off of the heartbreak we're not buying it let me tell you who taylor swift is taylor swift i I know everyone saw this video if you didn't it was in a spiritual world taylor swift is the white woman that was in the hotel talking shit to the other white lady (gasps) and she said a racist comment and was like basically was like i'll beat your ass and the white the younger white lady was chill she was like i'm gonna take my shoes off because i'm getting ready to kick your ass really and the older white lady came over and like tried to attack her and the white girl went in taylor swift is the older white lady like i want to attack her like how that girl did yeah like i don't understand the level of disdain that i have for her makes me uncomfortable because i genuinely feel that if i saw her in the street i would be hard-pressed not to slap her or at minimum throw a cell phone charger at her something she just bothers me she's asking for it she's asking for it and it's like another thing that's very interesting is that everybody else has been so political as of late speaking out about things that actually matter Mm -hmm. and of course in true pretend pretend feminism mainstream white feminism fashion you come out and talk about yourself and how the world is unfair to you instead of centering people who actually are being victimized is she a trump supporter okay here's the thing they were talking i hate you all white people ain't related i'm just saying like how she's coming out talking about herself is the same thing he did last week in arizona it is the same yes draw parallels in the media i love it i think people were talking about how silent she was during the election yet she claims to be a feminist and that's another thing that she made fun of herself for in the video was having like that whole quote unquote girl squad. I really hate that white people got a hold to the words the word squad. But she got a black girl in her girl squad. She had one long black girl. The girl from Empire? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like girl sit your ass down. Sit your ass down. Taylor Swift, please. It was so great when we didn't hear from you. Take some time, reflect, do some reading. And and, and Go for, away. For the love of God, just sit your ass down. All right, Nikki, Nikki. Okay, Jesse, Jesse. Advice for the week. <laughs> I just want to honor one of my favorite characters and um, just fictional people in the history of the world, Arya Stark. Oh my God. I, my advice for the week is to be more like Arya Stark. You have to explain who Arya Stark so, is. So, Arya Stark 
House Winterfell. Um, Game of Thrones for people who don't watch. They could do their Googles. If you don't know Game of Thrones, I don't even respect you. She continues to reign supreme. She reigns supreme in my heart. Here's the thing about Arya. Arya has had it the hardest mm-hmm. of anyone on that show. Can you believe Sansa tried to? She tried to say that she had it hard. I feel like Arya had No, it hard. I think that they came to an understanding by the end where it was like, I couldn't have survived what you did and you couldn't have survived what I did. Fair. They came to a happy medium where it was like, you know what? Your struggle is your struggle and I'm not going to try to tangentially relate mine to yours. White women should take note. Mm. let me have my struggle and you have yours and don't try to compare double advice love um so yeah Sansa had a very hard time lost both of her parents you know she was Um, out in the world by herself Arya shoot well they did both lose both of their parents but Arya was out there in the world she's not quote-unquote beautiful she couldn't even use her name to get ahead everybody thought that she was dead anyway mm-hmm. and she really like started from the bottom she was stripped from everything she had everything stripped from her and had like random people help her and even the people who helped her ended up dying but her level of determination her level of stealth and skill Mm -hmm. she has just overcome so much to become the bad bitch that i know and love and i pledge my allegiance to Arya. i do too i i bend the knee i bend the knee i right now jessica house wilkins um first of her name slayer of these hoes i pledge my fealty to Arya stark Mm -hmm. i'm going wherever Arya stark goes yeah yeah like i just i adore her so much okay i do too and so what's the advice what do you want people to if all else fails be Arya stark okay stay focused stay focused stay determined stay determined if you need to cry you can cry because I feel like she's she's had oh yeah some she's, she's had some but she lost she saw her daddy get beheaded bro yeah, yeah yeah she she she's had her moments to like where she's like broken down when Gendry left she confessed her love to like a dude and it didn't even work out but she powered through she powered she through. acknowledged her pain she and then up. she powered through she, she bossed a boss up she's made it where others have failed so this week channel your inner Arya. Make a list, not of people to murder, but of things to do, and murder that list. Murder that list. Be determined. Be focused. Fuck it up. Fuck it up. In the name of Arya Stark. House Winterfell. <laughs> Wait, is it Arya House Stark? I'm House Stark. I'm Where does Stark. the Winterfell come in? That's the, the town. Well, yeah, but you don't say... Do you say, like, of Winterfell? No, you say Arya of House Stark, first of her name. Lady of Winterfell. She's not the Lady of Winterfell. I know, I'm just saying. Okay, well, just don't be a paper Game of Thrones fan. That's all I'm saying. All right, that's it for this week. Thank you guys for listening. Shut up, Nikki. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. We love you. Um, Hit us up. Subscribe. Subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend who is not related to me because I'm not prepared for that. We do have our email set up. Yes. And for those of you who have Androids, we have, we're on the Google Play. Oh, now. yeah. We are on Google Play. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Follow us at Not Carrie Bradshaw. At Nikki Warren 88 everywhere. And we'll hear from you guys soon, hopefully. And we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye.